0: You're listening to a podcast appearing on the Two Guys Talking podcast network. The sound of the voice on the other end of a 911 call is almost always delivered frantically. The needs of the caller on the other end of a 911 call are ones that need to be met immediately. The services sent to a caller during a 911 call are always delivered efficiently. The stories, perspectives, and details created by these calls over more than 20 years are life lessons and legacies for everyone involved, including me. The records are archived for all time, like this podcast, digitally. I am a 911 dispatcher. My name is Lisa. This is Digitally Dispatched. a lot of the episodes we do deal with a lot of really heavy content. We talk about suicide, we talk about accidents, fatalities, everything like that. On this episode, I wanted to go a little more lighthearted and tell you how dispatch can make you laugh or at least grin. I have a few calls I think you are going to find amusing as well. The first call I'm going to talk about We already did a whole episode on, so please go back and listen to the whole episode, but let me give you just a thumbnail sketch of it. This one made me giggle out loud, and the only reason is because the outcome, nobody was seriously injured, but this is a lesson for people who want to trim their trees. When you have a limb that's pretty high up and you have a ladder, don't lean the ladder against the limb you're planning to cut off the tree. I know. It sounds silly. It's common sense. And I totally get that. But in this call, the man was cutting off a limb of a tree. And yes, he did lean the ladder against that limb. When he cut the limb down, as the limb started to go, so did he. He fell a good 15 feet, landed flat on his back, Again, he wasn't injured, had the wind knocked out of him, and he was pretty sore the next day. But guess what? He didn't just land on his back. He landed on a hornet's nest, too. Can you even imagine? So while we got everything in order at work and we got the help he needed, the officers went to help out, the ambulance went to help out. Once that was all said and done and we knew that he was okay, we all had to take a giggle because it was kind of funny. But again... Lesson learned to anybody who's trimming their trees. So, the next story I'd like to talk to you is the first of our three bears series. Oh, wait, it's not three bears. We only have two bears. The third hasn't come to town yet, but we'll talk about the first one. that This is a call I took, oh gosh, maybe 20 years ago now, 19, 20 years ago. And it was when I was at another agency, not the one I'm currently at. And I got a call probably about 10 o'clock at night, and a lady says, Ma'am, this is going to sound crazy, and I love it when calls start that way. Ma'am, this is going to sound crazy, but there's a bear walking through my yard. I sat up straight, and I said, you sure it's not a really big dog? And she goes, Yeah, that's what I thought, until it got closer, and it's a bear. I said, Okay, I, of course, got her location, because what's the most important thing that I need, everybody? Location, location, location location so she gives me her location tells me her address and the direction the bears traveling and within just maybe two or three minutes we started getting more phone calls some 911 some on our regular non-emergency line saying um, I see a bear walking down the road I thought it was a dog but no it's a bear so we were able to get officers en route they didn't believe us either we were still kind of on the fence and dispatch whether this was gonna be a bear or a dog sure enough it was a bear. He was walking towards the railroad tracks in the north part of my the city I used to work in. And he just hopped on the tracks and started moseying his way westbound. And we told the officers, you know, there was no reason to euthanize or to tranquilize or anything like that. We didn't need to call animal control because he wasn't bothering anybody. He had a, a place he wanted to go. And that's where he was going. He didn't Matter of fact, he didn't even knock over trash cans or anything like you see in the news. He was just moseying and he ended up in the city next door. I called ahead to let them know you might have a bear walking into your venue to which they started laughing and said, you got to be kidding me. About an hour or so later, I got a call going, hey, guess what? We've got a bear in our venue. So that's bear number one. Let's talk about bear number two. His name is Bruno. Bruno came to our city in 2020. It was all over the news, all over Facebook, even more so, because they were actually tracking this bear on Facebook. And guess what? We're going to add a link to that in my show notes so that you can go and take a look at what bruno actually looked like and his whole story and i'll give you just a quick story it was amazing actually we had another another bear coming into town again this was another 10 12 years after the first bear but this one had a name like i said he was being tracked from facebook and people were starting to call going hey you've got a bear coming your way we don't want it to get hurt which was not our intention to hurt the bear at all and we started tracking it on facebook as well so we knew when he would be close and how we could keep him safe And we worked with conservation and safety, as did the other agencies around me. And again, he came on down, went down the railroad tracks. I don't know why bears choose the railroad tracks, but I think there might be something to that. He came to our city, and the unfortunate thing was he ended up going off of the railroad tracks and was trying to maneuver through town. And he got himself behind a fence that he couldn't get over or around, and he didn't know what to do. He never became aggressive. He just kind of laid down. He really didn't know what else to do. Plus, it was really hot at that time, really humid. And our concern was for his health. Conservation safety kept an eye on him. They were able to get to him. And once they figured out there was no way that he was going to be able to get out of the circumstance he got himself in, they did tranquilize him. However, all they did was put him to sleep, He took a nice long nap and a nice long van ride towards the Ozarks, and they released him back out into the wild. He's perfectly fine. From what I was reading in his story is that he had started up in Wisconsin and made his way down. What he wanted to do, apparently, was find a new territory. And bears are territorial, and they like to have their own space. That way, they can be the alpha bear in their area. And so he was moving this way. Now, some people romanticize it, say he was going to look for his mate, I don't see any truth to that, but for those of you interested, I don't believe that Conservation and Safety tagged him while he was asleep (laughs) taking his his van ride, but I'm not aware that he was tagged so that they can track him. So in case you're curious about bear tracking, which they do do, I'm going to leave links in my show notes so you can go and see what it's like to track a bear. Might be interesting. I think so. Go check it out. Now we've talked about bears number one and two. If I have bear number three, I promise I will bring him to you and tell you his story too. We've run through a a lot of stories here that I hope you find as fun as I did. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with some more fun stories. In today's world, time is everything. When editing podcasts, (laughs) you know as well as I do, time flies. But it's not the good kind of time flying. It's the kind of time that eats a hole in your pocket. Reclaim the time you lose when you edit your podcast. Connect with The Editor Core. The Editor Core is a group of seasoned, experienced podcast editors that'll get your editing done and out the door. Use your reclaimed time to make more content. Make your podcast soar with the Editor Core. EditorCore.com. That's EditorCore.com. Do you like what you're hearing during the Digitally Dispatched podcast? Let's have a conversation about how you can help us grow. Visit my website at DigitallyDispatched.com and let's find a way to get your organization, business, or effort to benefit from my focused and engaged audience. Let me help you grow your digital footprint and foster educational content on the internet. Open a channel now at digitallydispatched.com. That's digitallydispatched.com. Thought about a career in voiceover? Need a great cost-effective on-hold message for your organization or business? Don't know where to start? Check out The Voice Farm, your one-stop shop for voiceover needs. Check it out now by accessing The Voice Farm at voicefarmers.com and see what difference can be made with a company that is truly outside the box. From The Voice Box, voicefarmers.com, that's voicefarmers.com. Welcome back from break. Are you ready for a little more Dispatchers Gone Wild? All right, let's do it. So the next call I'd like to talk to you about, I'm going to call Grilled Raccoon. I know that sounds gross, but stick with me. This just happened not too long ago, like the last week or so. And we got a call. Actually, we had two men come up to our lobby after hours and say, "Um, do you have an officer that can help us out? And I said, sure, what's going on? He goes, well... We hit a raccoon on the highway. And I'm like, okay, and? Well, ma'am, he's stuck in the grill of my car. Oh, my. <laughs> it was my first reaction. I wanted to laugh, but I didn't. I just, oh, my, got his information. They were actually at my station, so I already knew their location. I had an officer go out to talk to him, and the officer asked, what do they want us to do about it? I mean, I don't know what we can do. And I said, well, here's the catch. Raccoon's still alive. To which all the jaws dropped in the room, (laughs) we sent the officers out there, and we waited, and we waited, and we're giggling about everything inside dispatch going, how the heck could that happen? So we're waiting for the afterthoughts, right? Remember, dispatchers don't usually get the end of the story. Oh, we were going to get the end of the story this time. Officers come back in, and we went, well, well, what happened? And he goes, well, I shot it. I go, wait a minute, what? Rewind. Tell me how the whole thing happened. And they told us, well, they were driving down the highway, hit a raccoon, it got stuck in its grill, and it couldn't get out. You know those weird animal traps that the animal can go in, but they can't come out? That's exactly what happened. The raccoon couldn't come back out, and it was stuck behind the grill. And so two of my officers grabbed the grill from either side and was pulling it apart, while the guy who hit the raccoon fortunately had those big old leather gloves, and he was able to reach in and get the raccoon out of the grill. Unfortunately, the animal was hurt pretty badly, so we did have to put it down to put him out of his misery. So that's the sad part of it. But how often have I ever gotten a call about an animal stuck in the grill of a car? Um, One. Crazy. It was crazy. Anybody up for some grilled raccoon? So the next story... It's going to sound like something you might have seen on TV. We received the 911 call. No, actually, we received a call on our non emergency line. And the woman says, This is going to sound strange to you, but I think there's a dead body in the wall of my garage. Again, I sit up straight. I look at my partner, like, What the heck am I listening to? And the lady goes, I know, I know it's weird. I just moved into this complex. It was a a new apartment complex that had just been built. And she goes, but there is this foul odor coming from my garage. And she goes, I swear it smells like decomp. Do I know what decomp smells like? Well, I think it smells dead. Whatever it is, it's dead. And I said, okay. And you said this is coming from your garage. And she said, yeah. So I got all of her information, got her location, because we want to make sure we know where we're going. And we send officers out. The officers call in and go, you're kidding, right? Are we working a CSI story? I said, I don't know, but she is convinced there's a dead body behind the wall in her garage. I don't know. Maybe the mafia hit. Who, who knows? Officers got out there. They advised the status was clear, but they did, s- <laughs> they did smell something funky coming from the garage, and they went and checked it out. They advised her that while we can't break down a wall in your garage— we're not going to cause property damage for you. But what I would suggest is you call an exterminating company and have them either come and take a look. They have little cameras that they can go behind the walls with and see maybe what's in there or call the the landlord because it's a condo. She was renting it. So she did do that. And we found out later that what had happened was a raccoon, yet another raccoon. Oh, my gosh, it's not good in my city for raccoons somehow this little guy had gotten himself stuck behind the wall and he couldn't find a way out and when you can't find a way out and you got no way to survive you die and poor little guy died and that's what she was smelling it wasn't a well it was a dead body but it wasn't a dead body of a person so the mafia's off the hook this time and the poor little raccoon has been put to rest and i don't know about you but it's quite possible That a dead raccoon could smell like a dead body. That's actually our call to the audience. Do the two smell the same? And how do you know the difference? Now head on over to digitallydispatch.com, fill out the quick web form, and let me know what you think. Now on to the last wild call. Actually, it's kind of a culmination of several wild calls. Over the course of the last, oh, 22 years or so, I've received a few, like several, calls in reference to people enjoying being in their birthday suits. Yes, you heard it right. I get calls about naked people all the time. Now, some of this contributes to mental health where people don't really get what they're doing and they're reacting because of a mental health issue. And I'm not making light of that. That is a serious situation. And they need to be helped. However, on the flip side of that, we have people who are nudists at their core. And they think it's okay to go jogging down the street without a stitch of clothing on. Sometimes in the cold, sometimes in the hot. It doesn't matter what season it is. If you want to be nude and you want to run, some people think that that's okay. It's not. But every time we get the call... All of us, dispatchers and officers alike, turn into 15 year old giggling idiots because we think it's funny that somebody's running outside naked. And while this can seem funny to some, obscene to others, it's always funny to us in dispatch, no matter what. And what happens when our officers go out with the people who like to be nudists? They put a little bow around it, they find out where the person lives. Because the location we get is wherever they're running and what direction they're running in. And so the officer goes out, they'll find the person usually. We did have one guy hide behind a fence. I'm like, if you're running out naked, why are you hiding yourself now? Because the cops are there? Well, of course, that's why. (laughs) But the officers will, if they have a towel or blanket in their car, sometimes they'll offer them up that to cover themselves up and, and jump in the squad car and we take them home. And if they're close to home, imagine, if you will, an officer following behind the nude runner heading home and making sure they get home safely. So I'd like to throw it out to you. Ever seen anybody running outside without their clothes on? Have you come across any crazy calls that you've had to call the police about? I would love to hear about that. Jump on over to my website at digitallydispatch.com. Fill out that web form and let me know what you think. I would love to hear your stories. And don't worry, there's plenty more of Dispatch Gone Wild stories coming in the future. The calls, stories, and legacies I share are dispatched digitally. The lessons learned by all, the callers, you, especially me, are a piece of my life's unfolding story that I'm proud to share and are preserved digitally. Your thoughts, ideas, and comments can be sent to me electronically at my website, digitallydispatched.com. I am a 911 dispatcher. My name is Lisa, and you have been digitally dispatched.